Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. I'm your host, Jason Tardick, and welcome to the pre-market trading segment, where we talk a little bit about what you can expect from today's episode, a little update in the market, things you got to know, and a little update from what's happened in my personal life in the last week. Well, before I get into this guest, please remember on Apple and Spotify to give us five stars and then leave us a review. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was, maybe a guest or topic that we should discuss. And at random, in the recap every single week, We read the reviews from the week prior, and we give something away to one listener of the Money Mafia. So remember to subscribe and remember to give us five stars. Now let's get into this week's guest, Carly Waddell. Now you might remember Carly Waddell from Bachelor in Paradise. She got married to Evan. If you don't recall her from the Bachelor franchise or you've never come across her, what you should know is that her career track is just amazing. She went to Tisch School of Business, which is one of the most prestigious music colleges in the entire country. We're going to talk about what it was like to go there, who was in her class. You will not believe who Carly went to school with at Tisch School of Music. You're not going to believe it. We also talk about what it's like trying to get into that career. Well, she started singing in cruise lines. We talk about what she was paid to sing in cruise lines. We talk about how she ended up on The Bachelor. And actually, it was a result of her brother being on The Bachelor, which I didn't know until interviewing her. And then all the stops in between. And now, another wild detour. She is going on tour with Nick Carter. So you're going to hear all about the stops, all about the money, all about the people that she's come across. You're going to hear about her wedding that was on Bachelor in Paradise. And she even shares how much she was paid for that televised wedding. So there's a whole lot of action. I'm so excited for you to get to listen to this episode and get to see a Carly you haven't seen before. Now, a little bit going on in the market. Last week was a roar. The markets were up big. The Dow Jones was up 5.1%. The S&P 500 was up 5.9%. The NASDAQ was up 6.6%. You might ask yourself why. Well, the two big reasons was the jobs report and the Federal Reserve announced that it's holding interest rates steady. So they just had their meeting October 31st to November 1st, and they are leaving the federal funds at a target rate of 525 to 5.5%. It's the third time in the last four meetings that they have left rates steady. So essentially what that means is if rates are going to stay steady, the cost to companies and people will stay steady. If it goes up, then the profitability within these companies goes down. So because they're keeping it steady, the market rallied, which is a good sign. So what else should you know? There is a whole lot of discussion around spending. We're seeing that American consumers are getting much better with quarter four spending because they are spreading their spending out throughout the year and they are actually planning well in advance for quarter four in the holiday season of buying gifts well in advance because of the deals. Now, the National Retail Federation is projecting that November and December retail sales this year 
will advance between 3 and 4% slower than the past three years. So that's an interesting statistic as we think about consumer spending and going into the fourth quarter. It looks like it will be slower. We'll see if their projections are correct. A little update from my personal life right now. It is Sunday. I am in Austin, Texas. And I am in Austin, Texas because we just had Chris Harrison's wedding celebrations this weekend. It was so much damn fun. I honestly was smiling ear to ear for 48 hours straight, had just the best time, the best time with a lot of Bachelor Nation that I haven't seen or spoken to in a while. And how it worked is Friday, we actually went over to Chris's house. He had all the people from the Bachelor franchise there. Gosh, his house is beautiful. Oh my goodness gracious. It is just an absolute work of art. And who was there? So on Friday, you had Trista, Jojo, Becca Tilly, and Haley. Ashley and Jared, Jared and Tanner, you had Colton and Jordan, Ben and Jess, Wells and Sarah Hyland, Alan and Molly, they were there Saturday, they missed Friday. Sean and Catherine were there Saturday, they missed Friday. Ari and Lauren, and Tasha was there. And I don't think I'm missing anybody, but if I am, I'm so sorry. It was so much fun to see everyone. Oh, and of course, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm missing a big person. Caitlin was there. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, but it was, you know, Caitlin, and I haven't seen Caitlin since I moved out and haven't talked to her really over the phone much. So this was the first time Caitlin and I saw each other. And we just immediately went right up to each other. We hugged each other, broke the ice. It was good. And everything was great. The whole weekend with every single one of those people, Caitlin included. It was fun. There were great deep conversations. It was so healthy. And it was just, everyone was so focused on the celebration of Lauren and Chris, which was beautiful. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Their vows were just so special. And I like, I was crying and everyone there was crying. And it was just like, it was really just a beautiful ceremony of, of pure happiness. And two people that have gone through a lot, right? Like Dave, relationship-wise, they've gone through a lot. Chris has been divorced. Lauren has been divorced. And to see through adversity and through life challenges, these two people just find their soulmate was so, so cool to be a part of. And yeah, it's Sunday. I feel so refreshed from this weekend. And it was so good to see everyone, and especially Caitlin. We had such great conversation, such healthy conversation. And so I can't wait for this week. And I hope everyone has a great week themselves. But enough of me, enough of National Retail Federation updates and forecasts for 2024. We got to get into this episode of Trading Secrets, one you can't afford to miss with the one and only Carly Waddell. Let's ring in the bell. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. Today, I am joined by Bachelor Nation fan favorite turned singer-songwriter, Carly Waddell. Many of you know Carly from her time on The Bachelor in Bachelor in Paradise, not once, but twice. What you may not know is that Carly comes from a long history of singing and songwriting, where she even toured the world as a headliner for the cruise industry before being discovered by producers of The Bachelor franchise. While Carly took a break from music to see through her experience in Bachelor 
Bachelor Nation, raising her young kids, and eventually going through a very public divorce, Carly has more recently jumped back into the music world, releasing her first debut EP here in 2023. We are going to listen and learn about life in the music industry, her experiences within reality TV, and how she exemplifies that no matter how old you are or how difficult life moments are going, you can get through it. You can still follow your dreams wherever you want if you have the drive to do so. Carly, thank you so much for being on Trading Secrets. My gosh, that was an incredible intro. Yeah, a little pat <laughs> right in the back. Now. We'll just like record that. And if you're having a bad day, just listen and be like, look at what I've done. I'm, yeah. I am crushing the I'm game. I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're yeah. killing it. Thanks. And I think what's cool is that when I, I did all the research on you, Carly, and I'm thinking about where you are and what you've done and where you are today, but it's all derived from a place that was like, exactly what you were doing. I read that, and tell me if it's right, I read that you went to Tish Music at NYU. I did. When I read that, I go, holy shit. For anyone that's listening right now, it is no joke. It is like the top tier people across the country. And so many people try to get into that school. Yes. You got in. So you knew from day one that music was going to be somewhere in your life. Yeah. So I did musical theater since I was like probably six. Okay. And then in high school, you know, I was like the lead in all the musicals and stuff. So I wanted to do Broadway. That was like my thing. I wanted to be on Broadway. I was like, I got to go to New York. So yeah, it was like an, a very rewarding experience, but I only stayed for a year because I just like was not ready for New York City. It's a lot. Yeah, but I love it yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. I've lived the there best. a lot yeah. after that, but right. at that time it was pretty overwhelming. Okay. And that's when you transferred to, was it Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. And you got a degree in musical theater. And I still didn't get a degree. You didn't get, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I stayed for a year and a half and then I started getting jobs singing and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I paying? Go to school to learn how to sing when I'm already singing. Yeah. And people are paying me for it. And then from that, I kind of started cruise ships and all the things. Okay. I want to get into cruise ships before I do. My brother owns a marketing agency where he works with all the Broadway shows. So mm -hmm. like they design the logos and all the digital cool. media. And, like, and the, even actually what's interesting is with the Tony Awards, how much money producers will spend for marketing when it's Tony season that their show was nominated because apparently it's a very subjective process when they pick the Tony Award winner mm. and how much marketing spend and where your marketing dollars are just saying that you are a Tony nominee. Oh. That's a trading secret is huge. massive. So that's yeah. it. And that's a huge process of actually getting the award, the marketing behind when you're nominated, which is nuts. Yeah. But we went to an off-Broadway show. It's called Titanic. And oh, I wanted to see it. It is so good. I Everyone almost should see went it. to that and then I went to Shucked instead. Okay, and Shucked. So he works yeah. on Shucked. Oh, hilarious. Really? Another really good one. But when I saw the talent at an off Broadway show, I was talking to him. This was our dinner conversation after. I was like, these people can sing, act, dance yeah. at a level that I've never seen. And so they so still good. haven't made Broadway. I know. So that's how competitive this industry is. Was there ever a point where you're like, even before the cruise ships, you're like, I, it's just too competitive. I can't do it. You know, I've struggled with that. I think probably, well, my whole life, maybe not so much when I was young, when okay. I was young, I would like cut class and go to auditions because I was going to get the part. <laughs> but then I think probably when I went to New York, I started being like, oh, I don't know. Like there's so many good people. And mm. I will say in cap 21, I was still one of the top people so i wasn't cap 21 what is this that's again? the musical theater studio okay within tish there's like 60 people that are let in per year also i was one of those 60 with lady gaga we we're the two people that dropped out wait no same way time. so you were <laughs> wait you were in class with lady yes. gaga like you yeah. know lady gaga yes but then she was stephanie what was stephanie like in class and i what well, i was not a fan no way <laughs> this is why because she was so talented 
But still, like, let it out, Carly. This is okay, some tension here. We go <laughs> trading secrets. Here we go. Here's a secret. So Stephanie used to during lunch, she would play on the piano. There's a piano because you would eat just in like a dance studio. Yeah, and she would sit at the piano every single day and just play and sing Wicked at the top of her lungs every day. Okay, and we were all just trying to eat lunch. <laughs> it was like break time. Yeah, it was break time, <laughs> and we were all like forced to listen to her and yes was she good of course she's yeah. great but yeah. i just wanted to eat my sandwich you know interesting and so i used to just eat in the hallway because she was driving me crazy she's kind of if you like compare it to people back home that are working in an office setting or like maybe we're i don't know they're a nurse or a teacher it's like that person who's just like so extra like she's so always extra. putting in the extra hour always like yeah like that's how she Stephanie would wear these was. really tight leotards and she had really big boobs back then and, and her boobs are just like coming out. Was she you know? noticeably in your, <laughs> so was ridiculous. she like noticeably though, like way better than everybody? Like, no, she wasn't like Wayne Gretzky to hockey, LeBron no. to basketball. She wasn't in that group, that person. No, I wouldn't say. I mean, she was, she was one of the good ones, but yeah. I, I wouldn't ever be like, she was the so above. Interesting. But now she's what? so above. All right. So then, all right. <laughs> And I'll, I'll get off this in a second. I'm just so intrigued. Why? How do you think someone who was, let's just say, in like the top 10%, because you have to be in the top 10% to be in this group, then go to the maybe the best ever in the world? What do you think she had done between your time in studying with her versus where she is today? Like, how do you make that Gosh, jump? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, she started, you know, doing her own music way before she was doing musical theater stuff. And when she played at the um, talent show, the NYU talent show, yeah. she was singing her own stuff. And it was, I was like, you can't, I mean, you can't argue that girl's really good. Yeah. And I would, I would definitely say she was better. She was good at everything, but she was better at her own stuff. She okay. was down at the piano, like wailing her own tunes. Okay. Now I'm like, God, what was she singing? I yeah, wish I could remember. Right? Or I had a video of it or something. <laughs> She's like, ah, no, no, But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she did, but she's, a genius. All right. Well, Carly know? is a fan of her music, a fan of her talent, maybe not a fan of I her personally. I wasn't her fan of her at that moment. <laughs> at that moment. You know, yeah. but I was not my best at that moment either. I think sure. we both dropped out of the program because we didn't love the program. And sure. I'm sure she was just as unhappy in it as I was, or yeah. she would have stayed. So Have you ever talked to her since? No. Okay. No. All right. No. So, but you- I remember sitting and we both had to like go to the, you know, president's office or whatever yeah. to like talk about dropping out or whatever and we were sitting there together and she's like so what's your deal and i was like i just it's not, it's not a program for me yeah she's like yeah no me either terrible interesting program. i would make it i would make the bet she knows who you are like she remembers you because I, I can remember like kindergarten i remember yeah. every person like yeah. lady gaga knows carly period yeah and i feel like she's really smart so why would you maybe you should like reconnect with her well, do, you, do your next single <laughs> My Take, next single is with Lady like, Gaga. Yeah, I just go straight not? to the top. Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. All right. Well, that's cool trading <laughs> oh, secrets man, I didn't yeah. expect to get. But you then find your way and you get recruited by a cruise line to be a headline singer. How does that like, how do you land a cruise line gig in the music industry? Okay. So I was singing at this theater in Savannah called the Savannah Theater. Okay. It's one of the oldest theaters in America that's still up and running. But my friend, Rachel who has been my friend since we sang at Six Flags in Texas, she was offered a position because she had done cruise ships before. And she said, I can't do it because I'm staying in the show, but I was only in it for six months to cover a pregnant person. 
So she was like, my friend can probably do it. And I just made what they call a reel, which is yeah. just, you know, all clips of you singing. So I did one and um, was hired like the next day. Okay. Trading secrets. We talk career money. Got to ask, what are you paid to sing on a cruise ship? How's that work? Depends on if you're like a, a singer or a dancer. Okay. Uh, dancers make less money, but there's more of them. Okay. With singers, there's usually four. So there's like the head singer and then the singer dancer. Usually that's how it works. Okay. Two males, two females. Um, so one thing I did learn about negotiating pay yeah. was I was working where I said I was um, understudying someone from Broadway. Yes. I was working a, like a summer stock theater. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my friends who was a dancer we talked, we were talking about money and he was like, Oh, I'm paid whatever. I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I'm understudying someone. I'm like one of the leads in one show and whatever. And you're getting paid more than me. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he was like, well, I just negotiated. And I was like, okay. Mm. And so I was like, got it. So then when I went to the Savannah theater, I negotiated for more money. And then on cruise ships, I was asking my friend, like, what did you make? And I was like, no, I'm not making that. Yeah. I'll ask for more. Yeah. So then every cruise ship, I just kind of kept asking for more. By the last cruise ship, I was making 5000 a month. Okay. But I also was, you know, in my early 20s and I had no- No expenses. No right? expenses at all. Okay. So you make 5000 a month. How many shows do you have to do? Depends on ship. the ship. Okay. But my two of the ships, we had three shows each. Okay. Um, but usually you only end up doing two of those shows. Sometimes okay. they'll throw in like a show that you haven't done in months and yeah. you're like, well, I don't even remember this show. Right. And then room, pay, food, all that. Everything's okay. Yeah, so that was like at the end of your cruise ship experience, about 5k with the low end. What was it like two, two and a half? Like Pro I think maybe I probably started at like 3,500 or something. Okay. And then by the end, okay. I was just negotiating more, but also with those things, I also, would never take like I need my space. And so yeah. like dancers have to share a room. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll never take a contract where I have to share a room. I okay. just know myself. Okay. Would you, if someone's thinking about this, they see it, they hear it, they're looking for a change. They have the ability. Would you recommend? Oh yeah. So you you would fully endorse that career? Yes. Okay. I mean, I left at the perfect time when I needed to leave for like just my sanity, yeah. my mental health. But you can see the world for free and, and sing and meet people and hang and just, it's, it's fantastic. Interesting. Okay. Another thing I didn't know about you, Carly, I learned so much prepping oh, wow. about you is that your brother was also on the yes. bachelor. So he yeah. was on bachelorette. I thought it was season nine or something. He was on Desiree. Season. Desiree season. Yes. Is that how the show found you? Yes. So I was, it was actually my last cruise ship. My brother, my brother's so ridiculous. He's yeah. like my best friend, but we used to, at that time, it was Skype. Everybody Skyped each other to see each other. And one day he called me on the ship and he's like, I need to Skype with you. And he was, he was like, hey, I heard about this audition for this show called The Bachelor. And I think I'm going to do it. And I was like, you should do it. <laughs> and he was like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know, just be yourself. Yeah. And so my brother is just such a ham. So he walks in with a crab costume on okay and he starts singing under the sea and he like does it very well is he a, so he's a singer well too. he's like a i mean yes but no he's okay. never done it professionally yeah. um but he's just such a ham and so anyway he got on the season and then started filming when i was on the ship okay and so i got home four days or something before 
hometown dates. Okay. And so I had not seen him in like almost a year. It had been Did like nine months. Mm-hmm. And then he got kicked wow. off and they met us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we ruined it for so him. So that was your first exposure to the show? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they asked my mom to like talk to this girl. And yeah. she's like, I can't do it. I'm too nervous. Because I guess this girl was like, I think Zach and I are just friends. And like, mm-hmm. we don't know if we can break through the friend zone. And I was like, I'll talk to her about it. I don't care. Yeah. They're like, what? You're making the wrong choice. If you just want him as a friend. Producers were like, that's a girl. <laughs> and then there they were. We they were like, we like her. And so then they asked me to do the next season. They were actually choosing between like, you know, a couple of people. And sure. it, my brother was in the running. So okay. I went to, you know, the final casting or whatever. And they're like, would you date your brother? I was like, no. <laughs> and then they were like, would you be like a, like wear a fake nose or something yeah. and walk around and like be with the girls? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Um, but then it ended up being Juan Pablo and okay. Juan Pablo is my brother's best friend from the show. But like Juan Pablo uh, and I do not get along. Okay. We are no, no, no. And okay. so I was like, I'm not doing what, it. What did something happen? No, we just like, you just don't like his, vibe. I don't like his vibe. Does he know you don't like his vibe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, but, and, and he just always has an opinion about the things that I do. And I'm like, I'm not your little sister. Don't okay. tell me what to do. Anyway, so I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And they said, and my brother was mad. He was like, you should do it. You're never going to get an opportunity again. I was like, watch me. And then they were like, if you ever want to come back on and you see a bachelor that you like or whatever, let us know. And so Chris Souls was on Good Morning America. And I was like, I have to get on the, I have to get on the show. (laughs) And they were like, all right. All right. So that's, so that's how they found you. You get on the show at this time. Are you working at the cruise line? I was done with the cruise ships. Honestly, I left cruise ships. And I do feel like this is almost like a manifesting thing, sort yeah. of, because I left cruise ships because I was like, I want a life. I want a family. Sure. I want a husband. Like, I want to find someone and I'm not going to have that life if I choose to do this. There's so many people who sing on cruise ships that are just Lifers. old and yeah. alone. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be old and alone. I want to have a family. Yeah. And so I left for that. So when The Bachelor came into my life, it really was the thing that I wanted, yeah. you know? And social media was not around then. Right. I was doing it because I wanted to fall in love. So the intention of going on that show, well, the, the whole idea of getting a fame and potentially career boost from Beyond the Bachelor has been around since 2000. But the idea of getting a social media platform, that wasn't a discussion during your sh- no. during when you were on the show. It honestly was like something that was just starting sort of when my brother was on the show. Yeah. But then when we went on, I remember afterwards being like, what is the, what is happening? Cause yeah. we had to turn off our Instagram. Like my Instagram yeah. is Carly Wad now. It used to be Carly Waddell, but they made us turn it off. Turn it yeah. off. And then I could never even get my name back. Isn't that interesting? And now they're doing collabs with like GMA and stuff. It's crazy. So, so like we're before we weren't even allowed to say we were ever associated with the show. Yeah. They would never tag us or anything. I know. Now you got like Good Morning America doing collabs trying to promote everyone's Instagram. So it's, it's so changed bizarre. dramatically. It's very All right. strange. So you end up going on the show. One thing I got to ask you about, Money Mafia, that's the listening crew. They send in tons of questions. Okay. Some of the questions are very specific. Like, I want to know the alimony. Did she negotiate prenup? They're very business and technical. Some of them are just like gossipy. And I try to stay away from those. But one thing I want to <laughs> at least ask you about, because okay. you mentioned Juan Pablo. And this is a easy. Oh. I'm not going to get into it because I don't know much about it. But people were asking. Actually, I'm going to give him a shout out. You know, Zachary Reality. Zachary Reality's on yes, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 he's yeah. like the new reality guy. Anything yes. comes out, he's on it. He yeah. sent the question in. Oh, God. He wanted to know the status of you and Brit, and you guys had some oh, my feuds. God. Like, is that a thing? 
Yes, but oh god, that was so long ago. It's funny to even talk about. Um, is it like even a thing in 2023? No. Yeah, and I, all I know about Brit is that her and Caitlyn were competing to be the Bachelor. No. I don't know anything else. You know, here's the thing: there was so much behind the scenes that no one else sees. Of course, that was yeah. just a pack of lies, you know. And then yeah. she would pre- present herself as so different. And I just that's like my biggest pet peeve in life is mm. when people aren't authentic. Mm. It just drives me crazy. That so there was part of me that I didn't, you know, explain things very nicely and I made fun of her and it, but it was coming from a place of being so frustrated yeah. that I was watching this person just be so not authentic. It is that you is know? what triggers me. Yeah, it just drives me when crazy. things happen behind closed but doors no, it's and not the public are different anymore. and then you're mislabeled or things like that yes. it's like yeah it's i become very deregulated so I've, i can connect with that all right there you go zach reality you got your shout out brit drama with carly dead let's get back to business <laughs> you get off the show we know you go on paradise twice so we're gonna get uh, yeah. into paradise i want to hear about the podcast and of course your music but before we do that within the period between the Bachelor ending, and then Paradise. Yes. Is there any way for you to monetize, make money, drive any type of career movement from being on the show at that time? Yes, a little bit. I started working with, and honestly, he was such a slime ball. I can't even remember his name. Some guy who was a slime ball. And, like um, an agent, are you saying? Yes. Okay. Um, and he, not who I'm with now, he... Um, got me a few things, like a few advertisements on Instagram okay. right when I moved to Nashville. How many followers did you have at this time? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Maybe less than 100,000 if you had to guess? Maybe. Okay. I, I really honestly have no idea. Okay. So you get, a few, you get a few Instagram ads. If you had to guesstimate how much you made off Instagram in this time before going back on Paradise, give me an Jeez. approximation. I don't. I think every ad was probably... Maybe three to five hundred dollars. Okay, so things have obviously changed dramatically. They since have then. changed since um, then. Yes. The guy that the agent you said that was a scumbag. Yeah. Why was he? A, what made him? Because a scumbag? he wouldn't send me money afterwards. He didn't pay you. Right. So you do the deal. He paid me deal, for some of them. And you not? You didn't get paid. And then yeah, and then I was like, I'm missing so much money, and he was like, No, you're not. And I sent all the stats yeah. back and. And then I was just like, never mind. We're not working together anymore. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Is that person still in the business? I have no idea. I hope not. Okay. So you go on Paradise. First time you go on Paradise, was there any hesitation? You already talked about negotiating. I ask anyone that's been on Paradise, did you negotiate at all? No, I didn't negotiate. I was just kind of, I was, you know, my best friend was Jade. So Jade was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And I was like, let's just do it and have fun. Whatever. Yeah. And so she was more trying to figure out if she wanted to go or not. But I was like, who cares? Let's just go have fun. Like, it really, truly doesn't matter. Let's just go to the beach yeah. and hang out with each other. Yeah. That's as much thought as with I gave ABC it. With some ABC cameras around. Yeah. You know, just give it a shot. Well, and I was like, what are we doing right now? We had moved to Nashville. And then we're like, well, I don't know. What do we do? Now, the first time you go on, <laughs> was that when Jade and Tanner were together? Yes. And, okay. That's but, when they got together. And it for you, the first time on Paradise didn't work out relationship-wise. <laughs> no, I met a guy at the first day, and we yeah. were with each other like till basically the last day. Um, and then, yeah, well, not the last day, like three days before the last day. And okay. It just broke, just broke up right before. He was uh, like, 
I was like, what, you coming over to break up with me? And then he was like, he did. Sure am. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny now. It's wasn't funny, funny now. then. Wasn't it looked funny then. so crazy. Tell you what, time heals. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Um, so we just had Michael A on. He yes. came out this past week. He told us that he negotiated a $35,000 guarantee. So whether he left no, day one or day two. We've also had people like Wells on. We said he was given $400 a day. And even when he started hosting as the bartender, he still was making four hundred dollars a day. What was it pay like back then? Around two, three hundred bucks a day. I think it bucks? was. I think it was three or four hundred dollars. Okay, a day. so pretty consistent with yes. that. Yes. Then you made it the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you go on Bachelor. You go on Bachelor in Paradise. You get off Bachelor in Paradise. Your heart's broken. So you broken. have another full year until you touch reality mm-hmm. TV again. Mm-hmm. In that full year, from a career standpoint. What's going through Carly's head? What worked? What didn't work? What did income look like? Gosh, I mean, after after Bachelor in Paradise, I mean, income was, I started working with a different agent, social media agent, um, and income was, I mean, way better, like, you know, thousands of dollars an ad or $1,000 as opposed to $300 or something like that. And I think Jade and I did some, like, casino things yeah. and appearances and things like that that would generate income where I could hang out with my friends and make money, make you know, not yeah. just Instagram stuff. Things like, so what year was this? 2000? I have no idea. So old. Let's say it's two. <laughs> All right. So the, the year was like for you and Jade to go to a club. I'm going to, I'm going to guess like you're at a casino, you're doing an appearance, meet and greet. I'm going to guess that you guys made back then three grand each. I bet it was something Does that like sound that. Right? That sounds probably right. Okay. Yeah. And in that year, if you had to guess, I'm gonna guess. You tell me if I'm close. Before going on Paradise again, 150 grand off social media. Oh yeah. 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 More or less. Probably that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So at this time, you're full on influencing career wise. Yes. Okay. Where are you living? Nashville. At any point before going back on Paradise, are you starting to flirt or think about the music scene again? I've always wanted to live in Nashville because I always wanted to be a singer. Since okay. I was like a little, I had books that were like how to make it in the music business. Yeah. And I was like, it has to be in Nashville. Yeah. But then when I moved, I was going out a lot and meeting a lot of people and there was music everywhere, but I was making so much money doing this other thing that social media and the bachelor world was just such a distraction from anything else. Yeah. Uh, so music was there and I would like, you know, go sing karaoke and do yeah. some stuff. And I'd still be like writing songs. Like I never have stopped doing that, but not really after. Well, that's not true. Actually, now that I think about it after the guy broke my heart on Bachelor in Paradise, I did write a song and so ghettoly like made the music on GarageBand myself. I don't oh, even yeah. think it was like in the right key Yeah, and sang it and then put it online okay. and then i remember when they were they were interviewing me chris harrison was like oh and you wrote it like a breakup song and mm-hmm. I was like, yes <laughs> um so i was still doing it but okay. not not in the way of like being in nashville and getting on stage and singing i was like releasing things online okay did you think reality tv was done at this point or did you have a pretty good idea that oh Paradise i thought it was, was done around? no i thought it was so how did done. they get you back to go in and why did you end up going back to paradise round two i was like really mad at the show Honestly, I mean, I think for, for what reason? So when this guy broke up with me, it was like a big deal on the show and okay. nobody saw it coming. Uh, but did they see it coming? It. And I was just in the dark for TV. I, and I just was like, 
I can't do that again mm-hmm. because I don't know what was real. Okay. Uh, that's what I felt like. There was a show going on and everyone yeah. knew and I didn't know. And I felt like a fool. Like blindsided completely. That was my name of my song was blindsided. Um, it's down now. It was so bad. Yeah. But uh, anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, go download it. Maybe not. Don't. don't. <laughs> gone. Please don't try to find it. Um, but anyway, I no, I was like, absolutely not. I started like sort of dating, but like not. Um, yeah, no, I didn't want to go. Did back. you date it before going on Paradise Round 2? Did you date anybody from the franchise? No. Okay. No, I have never dated anyone from the franchise. Okay. Well, you have. Well, You've actually well, married him. But like, that's the only person. Got it. Oh, right. I got you. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. So I've also, I've never been the girl that guys have like gone after. So like got like bachelor people slipping in people's DMs. That yeah. is like not, that hasn't happened to me. Huh. Well, have you <laughs> slipped into anybody else's no. DMs? No. <laughs> It's just not your style. No. You're just like, go to the bar, there's karaoke, maybe I'll meet my future husband. You know, there were there would be worse ways. Yeah, you know? Okay, that's fair. I like yeah. that. There is nothing better than when you buy a gift for someone and the response is, where did you get that? Well, this holiday season, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. One of my favorite things about Uncommon Goods is if you're like me and you have nowhere to start, no idea where to start, when you go to the website, you have these boxes that say, Gifts under $50, gifts under $100, gifts by interest. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, not just the same lackluster gifts you could find anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a non-for-profit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million. So get 15% off your next gift. Just go to uncommongoods.com slash trading secrets. That's uncommongoods.com slash trading secrets for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary. All right, so they end up convincing you to go on. Somehow. Somehow. They did. Did you use this negotiating power you've already talked about to get no, paid more? I didn't. So did you get you got paid the same that you did the year before? Yeah. 400 bucks a day. But again, I was kind of just like, I did not think I would meet anyone. I just was truly like, I'm just going to go because it's something to do right now. And you had the new guys come through. There's a new season. You didn't have your eye on anyone. No. Okay. And then you come off the show and you got engaged on the show. I did. No idea that was coming. Well, I did not think I would get engaged, but he told me on our date that he wouldn't propose to me because he wanted his kids to be involved with me before he ever did that. Yeah. But then Amanda Stanton told me he is going to propose. And I, so I was walking down to the beach really, truly not knowing what the fuck was going on? Wow. Okay. So you come off paradise, not even expecting to go in reality TV. You then walk out with a ring and a fiance. Yeah. <laughs> You're that shaking was... your head. Well, All right. Let yeah. me, can I ask about this? Because we talk mm-hmm. about career, things like that. The ring. My understanding what the ring is, is if you're engaged for two years, you get to keep the ring and contractually, no matter what, it's your ring. 
Uh, yeah, I actually did not like the ring oh, that I was okay. presented. <laughs> did you get to do a switcheroo? I did, but it was still under the same like amount of money that the ring they had purchased I it ha- for. You can't tee me up like that. I'm not sure what that amount was because I wasn't told. What do you think the ring was valued? Well, it, it was, I don't. Okay, so we <laughs> we went to pick out our wedding bands at Neil Lane on Rodeo Drive. Okay. So I think everything in there is probably priced a little more because it's on Rodeo Drive. That's what I'm thinking. Because like if you took this ring to Kay's Jewelers where he does have a line, it would look a lot like what's in that line. But I don't know if the diamond is different. I don't know anything about that. Mm. But I do know that I, I finally was like, Evan, don't like this. Yeah. And he was like a little bit offended. And then he was like, okay, let's see if we can change it. So then we went into the, to Neil Lane and he was like, could Carly change the ring? And he was like, I'll pay more for it, which um, this ring I think cost like a couple thousand dollars more. And he was like, you can just have it, which was really nice. Okay. But yes, I do have that ring. Okay. And the new version, the retail version though, you're, if you had to guess 75 grand, no, I think it was like in the twenties. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Yeah. That. Okay, so retail around 2025. 20, and then, yeah, contractually, you get to keep it. It's your ring. Yes. If you're engaged for two years, is my understanding. Yeah, and we were married. We got divorced Obviously, the yeah. day before our fifth year anniversary. Okay, got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you get off the show, you're engaged. So now it's a whole different world. Social yeah. media is moving in a different world. Yes. And now you're in this Bachelor Nation relationship. Talk to me about career moves from there. What were you thinking? Was there a plan? When did you notice like, <laughs> never shit, it's had changed. a plan. It's I'm, I'm, I'm always on the no plan plan. Okay. Which isn't a good plan. I was going to say, but it's worked out for you. Yeah, but it, yes. But it's always like, ooh, like it's, I don't know. Okay. It's always a little bit. Money makes me nervous. For what? Because I've had a lot and I've had a little and I've had the middle and it's never been a constant thing. You know? It's never been something I've been great at. I'm really good at spending money. The 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 typical like if you look at that chronological breakdown of what you said, I've had a little, I've had some, and I've had a lot. Typically as people are aging, right? And they're working more, Mm -hmm. the natural progression is I've had a little, I've had a a decent amount and I've had a lot. Was that the same road for you? I mean, I made the most money right after Evan and I got engaged. So that was your best year income wise? The best year income rise was the year we got married on Paradise. Okay. Which was the following summer then? Yes. Okay. But I mean, that's when everything, you know, followers skyrocketed. Okay. Gotcha. So you do yeah. that full year, you're influencing. Now we already know, like we guesstimate around 150,000. If you're guesstimating, like double that. Oh yeah, for maybe sure. Even, maybe even maybe more. even triple it. Yeah. Wow. So you're crushing. Yeah. Okay. So you're moving full speed. You both live in Nashville. You're engaged. There's only been one wedding, I think, on Paradise with Crystal and- Chris. Thank you. And mm-hmm. Chris. I should have, Chris was on our season. Then since your wedding. So it seems mm. like they've like kind of gone away with weddings, but it felt like your wedding. <laughs> well, they're working out really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can both speak to that one. <laughs> Success uh, rate, eh, not uh, so much. Hopefully, Joey's the new bachelor. It's going to work out for him. I have a feeling. All right. For the wedding, though, 
How does that work? I remember Caitlin telling me a little bit about it. I know she was there and they brought some heavy hitters back to your wedding. And I feel like when it was on Paradise, it was massive. I wasn't in the whole Bachelor world then, but I even remember hearing everything about that wedding then. Tell me a little bit about that. When they approached you, did you guys negotiate? Was there hesitation? Okay, so Evan was really wanting to get married on TV. Okay. And that wasn't something I was looking to do. Were you against it? Not against it. I just was like, we came back from paradise and there was a lot going on in our relationship. So I kind of was like, is this the right thing to do already? And it's just so public. And I don't know. I think he asked them. I want to get married on the show. How oh, can we do that? I always feel like they would approach, but I okay. I think he did it. And then they were like, great idea. Okay. And then they kind of said, where do you want to get married? And, and started talking to me about wedding details. I was like, I don't know. So I really wanted to get married in Napa. And so they were like, go look at places in Napa. So okay. I was going to look at places with Jade and Julia. And then they kind of said, I think we're just going to do it in the Vedanta in Paradise, Paradise. area. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So then that kind of changed. But then the wedding was also that same year that Paradise got shut down for that scandal. Oh, So our wedding almost did not happen almost at all. Almost got canceled because of that. Yes. So we didn't even like two weeks before our wedding, we didn't even know if it was going to happen. Wow. Which I, I was like, what? But again, there was a lot going on even then. That was so, there's just drama happening with stuff. With so your, In your personal life. Yes. And so I was kind of like, if we didn't do it right now, it would make a lot of things really easy. So while Paradise almost got shut down a week or two before your wedding, I think what I'm hearing is a week or two before your wedding, you were... Th- I wasn't okay, thinking. I wasn't thinking about not marrying Evan. I still was gonna do that. Was I just TV? was like, yeah. I just was. A, there was a. It was a lot. Yeah. There, it was it just a lot. a lot. A wedding's a yeah. lot in itself, and then on TV, and then Paradise, and everything. I mean, it's a lot. Yes. Okay. But also, what I didn't know was I was pregnant, so everything was a lot. I found out I was pregnant three days after we were married. Wow. So during that taping, you were pregnant. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So there was just like it was. There's a lot. To There's a lot at happening at that same time. Friends and family. Can they come to those weddings? Yes. But, you know, what's interesting about that is there's a limit of people you can invite. So, yeah. you know, I have a huge family. Of course. Yeah. If you invite one extra person, you have to invite that whole side, sure. you know, so I kept it super small. Okay. I invited, obviously, my brothers, my mom and dad. Cool. Actually, one of my brothers couldn't come, but I didn't go to his wedding because... It was filmed while I was in paradise. It's terrible. It's we still, he's still my best friend. The guy from the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> Bachelorette. Um, but anyway, I invited like two of my cousins and my aunt and uncle and my grandma. Okay. And so for the wedding, they obviously pay for the whole wedding. Do you get paid to be like, yes. do you get paid to go to your wedding? We got paid to go to our wedding and our wedding was paid for. That's pretty good. I didn't get to keep my dress, which was kind of sad. Did you negotiate it? No. Like you, did you negotiate your payment? No. Interesting. Mm-mm. Okay. Can I take a guess at how much they paid you? Sure. You can tell me, either you can tell me the amount or you can tell me I'm hot, warm, or cold. Okay. I'm going to say you guys got a talent fee of 10000 each. More. I was going to say fifteen each. More. We got 25 each. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. 
So here Carly is saying a couple of years ago, I'm not going on paradise. You go right. on paradise, you get engaged, you get the ring. You have the best, one of the best years you ever have. Then you get married, mm-hmm. you get paid to go on. Mm-hmm. Things at this point, I mean, momentum is at your back. You have now been on the show, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise, got married. So you're four uh-huh. years, this whole 15 minutes of fame thing out the fucking door. Mm-hmm. You're on your fourth year, probably career, professional and financial wise, doing your absolute best. Yes. Okay. When you just get married, at what point do you start the podcast with Jade? Was that before or after Hmm. that? It was after that. Okay. We had the podcast one year with her best friend, Liz, and then three years by herself, I believe. Okay, got it. So that was so. That extends things another three, four years. I went on that podcast. It was a great podcast. You guys, from a business perspective, built a massive, massive community yes. with moms and, and mm-hmm. married individuals talking about trials, tribulations, relationships, and parenting and all of these mm-hmm. things. How did that podcast do? Did it perform well? Did you guys monetize well off it? It did well at the beginning. Okay. I mean, I think. And then... It was hard because Jade and I both aren't like people that love to reach out to people and ask to be for a favor. Yeah. And so if one of us was like that, I think it would have done better. But I feel I just I'm not a good I don't ask for favors in life. Yeah. I just do it all myself. Um, So I just I think that was probably one of the issues we had. And then it was we were both so in kid mode that it was really hard to even like just put time and energy into it outside of filming. Okay. Or, you know, not filming. Yeah, just showing up and recording. Yeah. Because behind the scenes of podcasting, there's so many moving parts, right? Right. The clips, the pre-producing, the questions, the talent, what does the talent align with the timing? Like there's so much shit that goes, the editing, all this. It's a lot. So for you guys, it just, it was doing what you guys were doing well with it in the beginning though, making yeah. a couple bucks. Yeah, 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 of course. And then it got to a point where you're just like, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Yes. Okay. Completely. But also I will say like we were signed with um, Westwood One and they started taking on, they hadn't done podcasts before. So we yeah. were one of the first yeah. uh, with them and they started taking on so many podcasts that, yeah. you know, I just think they didn't know there was just too many hands to feed, you yeah. know, and they couldn't, feed us the way we needed to be fed to be fed and but now that they're with podcast one who then blew up and then sold now they're publicly traded like it's crazy what's they're happening crazy right yeah is there any bit of podcasting that you want to get do you have a desire to get back into the space you know so we were let go from westwood one and okay. then they actually asked me back to do something else and it was in that time there was a girl who's actually a radio host here and we were thinking about doing something we you know and then i was just like you know i'd rather she does a lot of interviews of country music artists and i it was in that time that i was like i want to be the one being interviewed Uh, i don't want to be the person interviewing carrie underwood great question that's a great great thought so to me i was like that's not the route you know it just seemed like the opposite of what i would truly my dream was yeah you know when last question on the podcast when you guys wrapped it up was there any was it mutual between you and jade was there any bit of like contention there was it just like no this didn't work out like we love each other life is good yeah Yeah. well and it wasn't our choice you know what i mean good point so it was just kind of one of those things it's like 
we talked about doing something independently and I was like, Jade, when do we have time to do that? Yeah. Like what, yeah. you going to edit it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And you going to get the guest? Because yeah. I don't want to. That was their job. It was just, there was too much. And honestly, I was, I couldn't talk about being a mom anymore for yeah, a while. I was like, burnt out from- I'm more than a mom. Yeah. And I love my kids. Yeah. But like, I got to do something else. You I know? love it. I, I think good for you guys. Career direction. You've made a ton of pivots career wise. Yes. We're going to get into the music. One thing I have to ask you about, I just wrote a book. It comes out in April. It's called Talk Money to Me. And it's eight questions that you need to know about yourself when it comes to your financials and eight questions you need to know about your partner. Mm. And the whole idea is like moving and working as one and finding a customized solution that works best for both of you, even if there's different income levels and there's different time deployed and value add. Yeah. It's like getting on the same page as one. It's the number two reason yeah. the relationships totally. When it came to that's a tough position when you get married on a TV show, you get engaged on a TV show, and then you're out in this crazy world. Did you and Evan have any type of financial, I guess, like discussions about processes or even recommendations that worked for you that people back home could listen to or recommendations that you wish you would have done differently just as managing finances as one? We didn't manage finances finances as one. I never knew how much it was in his bank account and he never knew how much mine it was in mine. Interesting. So we kept that very very separate knowing what you know now do you think that had like the money aspect of things had led to any type of issues not knowing or or do you think um i think in the divorce yes but um (laughs) no because i just happily paid and he would happily pay and you know we just just took turns and yeah yeah and you know like he would pay the rent and i would pay all the bills and he would you know what i mean like we took our things and did them but um yeah, no. We had a marriage attorney out of LA come on, and what her perspective was on prenups was, you don't have to sign them, but they already exist. I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean they already exist? She said, every person that gets married is a prenup. I said, that's not true. She said, it is true. Every state has their own set of rules once you get married, and every state's rules are different. Mm. Those state rules are your prenup. And then oh, you have okay. the choice yeah, if you yeah, want yeah, to yeah. adjust those state rules with the with the United States rules to customize it to your situation. So I was like, that's an interesting perspective that I never heard of. Was there ever a discussion of a prenup and knowing what you know now about divorce for anyone back home that hasn't got married? Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or an opinion on that? You know, it's interesting. Evan actually asked me for a prenup before we got married and I told him I'm not doing that because I would never take anything from you. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, take any i mean he pays me child support but yeah. i didn't take in a dime from him yeah. otherwise um nor he didn't take any sure. of my money either i understand why they exist mm-hmm. completely but i do also understand what you're saying the laws are the laws <laughs> yeah, yeah you know but you also you know we used a mediator so you also can make choices that is a really good point that's yeah. something we've never talked about can you talk about like what a little bit of a mediator does for anyone out there that's like wait what that's an yeah option? so a mediator is an option if you know there wasn't bad blood you know so a mediator was chosen because we didn't need lawyers to fight over a home we didn't need lawyers yeah. to fight over money we you know we wanted to keep it as peaceful as possible i owned my home he wasn't trying to take it we both you know still didn't know how much was in each other's bank <laughs> accounts so we weren't trying to take it and yeah. so it was just an easier way than having lawyers come in and tell you hey you can get something from him or you yeah. can do this 
and just having a bunch of chatty people in your ear running the bill up every, running the every bill minute, up every phone so yeah. yeah so it was just cheaper yep. because we could just sit in there and say here's this here's that i will say at the end i did get a lawyer for some of the ending you know bow tie on the top but um yeah a mediator is an option just okay. to it just costs less and so you pay a mediator is it per hour or for the project, the project? You, like well you pay I, you pay you know up front i think okay. we paid like twenty five hundred dollars just okay. to use her yeah and then um yeah like per hour and the purpose of a mediator is to like to do exactly what the title is like let's compromise yes. and do what makes sense yes for, for you for you yes and for all of us right here, and right? with kids being involved you know it's that's to me where the finances and stuff we didn't it, that wasn't like not the big deal it was yeah. more like how often are we going to see our children time. and so i can't compromise on that sure so i was like i need them most of the time yeah. and i'm not compromising on that um what she was very willing to give me the time that yeah. we have. I will say that was that one with a mediator to me, I was like a little bit more scared about. Yeah. I, th and it ended up working out with a yes. mediator, right? Yeah. So I think that's a, a training seat we'd never had on this podcast. And I think it's a good one. And I think maybe it's even agreement. Some couple should have before they even enter into marriage and say, Hey, if things don't work out, one of the routes we're going to decide to go right now, is mediation like yeah. we will get a mediator as opposed to letting Even two high price attorneys just yeah. try and kill us just start there yeah i would say there. i think that's a great great trading scene yeah did you know that money is the second leading cause of divorce behind infidelity? We need to start talking money and we need to start using technology that'll help us with our money. Well, Monarch is a top rated personal finance app. And as a bonus, it has it all built in with collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. They'll get their own login, you'll have your info together, and you can have joint views of all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get comprehensive insight on your net worth, cash flow, and reoccurring transactions. Actions. It's easy to manage household finances, those that you want joint and those that are individual. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated app out there. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you just go to monarchmoney.com slash secrets. That is M-O-N. A R C H M O N E Y dot com slash secrets for your extended 30 day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash secrets. Let's transition into being a single parent. I think there are a lot of single parents that listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Any advice from either a financial perspective or even oh, managing so a career expensive. as a single parent? Like, any thoughts or ideas I mean, or strategies for people out honestly, there? Honestly, just you need a lot of help. Like okay. you can't, I mean, I I do it alone. Like we sleep there yeah. together yeah. and whatever. But I mean, I had a nanny for three years just to help me until the kids were school age okay. because I still needed to do all my content. I needed to record my podcast. I needed to do all these things. And then when the nanny wasn't there, sometimes I needed to call my mom to come over yeah. because even today, um, my son's in school Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but Tuesday and Thursday, I don't have help. So yeah. obviously like we're recording a podcast. I have things to do some of these days. So I had to, you know, call in the mom. Sure. But I will say, I will never forget the first night 
being in my house as a single parent alone, giving baths, putting the kids to bed, being so overwhelmed and thinking like, how am I ever going to do this? Like, this is a lot. And I did not sign up for this life. Yeah. But now, like, every day is just a day. You know, it's like, yes, you have it challenges their children. But, like, it's not, it's not that anymore. It's yeah. like, it's not easy, but it's like become its own version of s- sort of easy. Yeah. It's, it's almost like survival instincts, whether it's money, career, or, or being a parent, it feels like. What I'm hearing, at least, is that when you're backed up against a wall and you feel like you're stuck and there's nowhere to go, mm-hmm. you find a way to do it. And you when do. You f- your survival instincts get tapped to a level they never have, and yeah. now it feels like these aren't. This is my interpretation. So tell me if I'm right, right or wrong. But now that you have it down, it's like, okay, I can do that. I can do anything. Yeah. I, could, I have found the time. I understand totally. how to do this. My career, my personal life, my dating life, all these things are going to work out now. Right. Or you like just, you have to pivot in some other way. Yeah. Okay. You pivoted. You pivoted yeah. in a big way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You pivoted in a big way into music. Yeah. Always been a big part of your life. It is now the, you go to Carly's page, you are going to see Carly singing. We right. posted the uh, reel yesterday of you singing. You have an EP out. So, an EP, from my understanding, it's not a single. But it's not a full record. Right. So it's somewhere in between. Yes. You released two songs. Was there any hesitation to get back into the music space? No. I've released four, by the way. Okay. But, correction. Let's, you've uh, released four. I have two more to release. Two more to release. But they're, yeah, they're not finished yet. Okay. I mean, they're finished, but they're not mastered yet. Um, right after I was asked for a divorce, I remember having a conversation with my social media agent, and he was like, you just need to do something that makes you happy. Like what makes you happy? And so I was like, singing makes me happy. And so he's like, do it. And so he found these people that I worked with to put everything together and wrote with and produced. And I think right when I started writing with them, I knew this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, I usually, my gut doesn't, well, Sometimes it does, but I feel like <laughs> lately in the past couple of years, my gut hasn't really steered me very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt so good to be doing that again, that even though I was spending lots of money on it, I was like, this still feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up though. Cause I was listening to your song, your friends like me on the way here. Love that song. By Thank the way, you. I was like, this is landing. This is great. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought about it. I was like, do you, like, do you have to pay to make it? Like, if I wanted to make a song, oh, which yeah. I'm not capable of, but if I did, you have to pay, like, you have to pay a writer. You have to do all these things, right? Out of pocket. Yeah. So, I mean, I hired writers and like one of the writers, his name's Curtis Douglas, um, but he's also like a producer and he mixes all this music and he's, he's skyrocketed since okay. I met him. He's incredible. Just a genius. But I basically like bought a package of three songs, okay. including me writing with two writers and the song from basically start to finish recorded mixed and then i would have to get it mastered so it was like a three song package but each song cost a lot yeah like let me guess okay each song to make a song i'm gonna say 7500 bucks well less actually Uh, like 7500 is a lot of freaking money yeah less Four grand. It was five grand per song 
from start to finish. Okay. Writing included. And so you buy a package of three. So then yes. you're spending 15K K cash yes. out the door. I right. love talking about this stuff because it's things that people do not know about the music industry. Yeah. The other thing that they don't but know is how other hard people it is might be doing it way differently. Way differently. Yeah. Right? But this is your strategy. Right. And to recoup that though in this space, it's like next to impossible, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, because how, when that's why really, I'm like, why did I just spend all this money on music? You crazy lunatic. <laughs> but let me also counter this for your brand as a whole. Yes. It's got to be huge. I mean, we have Zach Tepperman here, Zach Tepperman, PRZTPR beauty in Nashville. <laughs> like, I mean, just having, uh, you know, Zach behind what you're doing and how you're doing it and then seeing what you're doing, it has to allow for other revenue sources that aren't connected to actually mu- money coming in from music directly. Yes. Yes, for sure. Okay, Zach, that's your job right there. Start getting her <laughs> brand out so we can make this 15K back. Have you seen other things help your brand from the music? So I know I've seen you do um, national anthems. Like I've, you, I've seen you Zach. doing more. That was Zach. Good job, Zach. <laughs> Everything is Right? Zach. Like different like uh, country artists, red carpets and stuff. So are you feeling the benefits of your brand in other ways from the money you've deployed to make music? Yes, I did that. But then I bought three more songs. Then I made music videos. I had all these trips to Arizona because that's when everything was done. Then I paid for advertising for all of these songs. And so it was. It was all in more than 50K. Way more. Wow. Yeah. So that is terrifying, honestly, as a single parent, because it makes me feel very guilty because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Like that was also money for my kids, you know, but there's also a part of me that's like so fucking proud of myself because this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And you get one chance to like do it right. And so that's where my money was. You get one chance to do it right. Yeah. Go all, go all in. And you think about what is a lot of times we talk dollars and cents on this podcast, but there are things that are so much greater than dollars and cents. So let's say it's 75 K all, or let's just call it a hundred K all in. What is the value of your kids knowing that their mom at all costs like lived their, her dream oh, yeah. and went for it? They it's think much, I'm Taylor Swift. Yeah. They think that, that people came to the baseball game to see me sing, not to watch the baseball game. <laughs> but like, and so, but that instills life lessons in them that like, yes. even if it's going to cost yeah. 100 grand, you could afford it, go for it, make it happen, yeah. do what you got to do with it. Yeah. And then I also think, you know, I've always been a singer. So having me, now, not be bachelor person, be singer. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. That is who I am. I'm not influencer bachelor woman. Yeah. You know, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. So I like looking at my Instagram page and yes, seeing my kids, but also seeing the music because I'm like, that's, that's Carly. Yeah. You know, that other person that's like been there the last couple of years, that wasn't my, the best version of myself. Yeah. It was your journey. And part right, of your journey right. you've, you've made, people have followed you now for, you know, six, seven years and they've seen yeah. all the ups and downs. So it's just a part of your chapter, but like totally. now it feels like, and that's why I was so excited to have you on. You turned the chapter in a new way professionally, but also that's enlightened you in every other way. I mean, do, yes. you, do you feel that? Oh, thousand percent. Right. And that's yeah. why the, the pillars of like professional, uh, personal and financial I'm a firm believer they're not siloed. Like they oh, all yeah. happen as one. I think I came back to myself with music and even opened myself up to just being a better mom. Like, yeah. you know, the dating world, like there's so much that has come just from me. I think just 
finding myself again. And I think music was like the catalyst to that. Okay. So for everyone that's listening that loves your music, they follow you, what can they expect career-wise? What's the direction you're going next with music? I'm going to continue to be putting out music. I'm doing some collaborations that are fun. Um, But I think just watching me do it. I'm just going to keep going. Keep keep yeah keep going because like who's you know lady gaga did it yeah (laughs) she can do it it. you know all right and yeah i i honestly there's like a lot of people out there that are like this is not probably not a very nice thing to say but there's a lot of people in the music industry that aren't even like good singers and i'm like if they can do it yeah like I can definitely do it. It feels to me that doesn't, I don't know anything about music, but what I do know is it feels like a lot of it's a marketing play. Yeah. Like there are certain people sure. back to the Broadway vibe, like the people, the talent's there. Yes. It's just, how are you branding yourself yeah. to be captivating, yeah. to be special? Yeah. All right. Piece of advice for someone right now that's stuck. They haven't pursued their dream. They want to pursue their dream. They've always had their eyes on it. As a kid, they had those books of what they wanted to do. And now they're yeah, down yeah, the yeah. lane that they're not. What would you tell them to do? It's like the first step. Oh my gosh. I, it's really just like baby steps. Like do one thing. And honestly, like music, it was, it was scary. I was like, ooh, that's a scary place to step back into. But I think if it scares you, then you kind of like know it's the right thing to do for ooh, yourself. I like that. Like you got to kind of step into your fear and just like put your toe in the water. Okay. Like I whatever like that. that is. And even like I'm, I know I keep saying this and I shouldn't be saying I'm old, but like I'm old, like people in the music You're industry coming old. out, but they're like 21. You know what I mean? I'm turning 38 next month. Yeah, so it's think, a weird time. I have kids like this yeah. is not the ideal time to put music out. Yeah. But I think the ideal time for me is now the well, ideal time for you. That's what I got. But also like because I like telling people like you can do it whenever. Yeah, that's I think that's a great takeaway to have because you feel as though these 21 year olds have something that you don't have because they do. They are 21. They have an experience that's different, but also the same goes for them. You have an experience that they don't have. You've been married. You've been on reality TV. You have kids. You are single parenting. Like there's so much in your journey that you can share that they can't share. Totally. And so I think knowing that like age or number doesn't define you, it's your experiences and how you share them defines you. And I think that's, that's the big message. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, music is exciting. You talked about dipping your toes in. If you're scared, do it, but do it scared. One of the last questions I got to ask you is reality TV. You did it three times. Scared. Are we <laughs> yeah, going to see true. you on the beaches? Are we going to see you no. in another show? Do you have an interest in going reality TV? No. Never. So Harley will never be on reality TV again from a career perspective. I mean, God, if it was like the voice or something, maybe, oh, but like not, not in a dating something world no okay no yeah there you go get ready for music not reality tv from carly the (laughs) brand has shifted and the brand is moving the last question i got for you before i get your trading secret is the whole influencing world we talked a little bit about when you got off the show we talked about when you got engaged when you got married we haven't talked about after the breakup oh yeah being single have you seen a dip in yes. like career earnings? Why? What's your take sure. on it? How have you navigated it? Um, I wouldn't say I've navigated it well. I think since, so I've officially been divorced like a year and a half. Um, and, you know, I had the million followers and then it went down and down and down and yeah. down after that. And I was going to let that bother me, but I decided to not let that bother me um, because I don't need those people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, social media is so much about like, you have to keep posting, keep doing it. And this year I've really, like I said, I was doing the music thing. I haven't been very present on social media like I used to. And I know that 
social media is a job mm -hmm. and I haven't been very good at my job. And so I've made way less than I have in years. But I also know that that was my own choosing to have a break for myself. Yeah. I like like I choose when I go on and do it. Not It doesn't choose me. I love that. And when you're, I think when you've been good with money, mm -hmm. you have that freedom to do so. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I will say in the past couple of months, I've been like, okay, maybe I should get back, back rolling in the game yeah. of the social media. Yeah. But I do feel like the break was necessary and needed. I love it. And sometimes the break gives you that creative ingenuity to come back even stronger. Totally. Yeah. I have my breakup album. This is what I'm calling my breakup album. I never <laughs> ever listened to the Eagles before. The Eagles are so for great. some reason during this breakup, I can't. I'm every day I've been listening to the Eagles. And the one you would say this is like my year of the Eagles too. Is it I'm really? So in love. I'm with the telling Eagles you, there's year. something about. But there's a line and uh, taking it's taking it to the limit, and it is spend all your time making money or spend your love making time. Yeah. And so when you said the idea about like, I can spend all my time driving the content, putting it out, worrying about what people think. And yes, the money comes in, or you can just spend your love where you want to make your time yes. and then it will all come together. Yeah. So that's my take on that. Career advice, personal life, breakup advice, take it home. Carly, we got to get a trading secret from you. One trading secret that people couldn't read in a newspaper, they couldn't watch in a YouTube tutorial or TikTok tutorial. They can't learn from a professor. They can only learn from you based on all your career experiences. So it could be a money tip. It could be a life tip. It could be a financial tip, career tip, Gosh. anything. It's got to oh be goodness. one trading secret. Truly, like I don't have any financial tips, <laughs> but career tip, I would just say, do what you love. You get one life. I say this because I have been financially blessed in the last few years, but you could, you know, go to work and do a nine to five every day and just like hate your life. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you take a pay cut and you go for the job that you love and your life feels so much fuller. Mm -hmm. So yes, money needs to be there. But I do think that at least try to, even if it's not your job, try to find something that you love to make yourself happy. I love that. And I think a trading secret I'm going to take away from this is you can make so many excuses in life and so many curveballs can come your way. But if you want it bad enough, you'll find the time. Even yeah. if you've gone through a divorce, even if you're a single mother with kids, even mm -hmm. if you feel like you lost your dream of what once was, if you want it bad enough, the excuses stop and the action happens. Yeah. And you can do it, even if you're pressed against the wall. So that is going to be my trading secret from you, Carly. <laughs> thank you so much for being on Trading Secrets. Let's first start with this. People want to listen to your music. If they haven't heard it, where do they go? Oh, gosh. Anywhere music is streaming. I mean, okay. Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere. You can also go to CarlaWaddell.com and it'll all be there. Do you make more money if people buy it on iTunes versus stream it? I like have no idea. Okay. These are things, Zach, you got to figure this shit out. He's Let your girl know. At me. But either no way, idea. maybe, you know, maybe you do. Let's just pretend <laughs> so you do. Bad, don't I buy know. Carly's music See, this right is now. why I'm like not a good financial yeah, person. I'm like, I just going. love putting out a song. All right. We're going to have to get you talking to our agency, Carly. All right. So buy the song on iTunes, stream it on Apple or Spotify, right? Mm -hmm. Watch your music videos. Are they on uh, YouTube? Yes. Okay. And then where can everyone find all your social handles? Um, I mean, everything is Carly Wad, C-A-R-L-Y-W-A-D. There you go. We heard no? that story and why that's God, the uh, so that's Instagram handle. The last thing I'll leave with, do you have, can we expect when your next song will be out? Is there a date would, we should be paying close attention? I think attention? probably like the new year. The new maybe, year. Okay. Maybe. 
Maybe before then, who knows? I might surprise you. Okay, get buckled up. Check out My Kind of Woman, Your Friends Like Me. Those are my two that I <laughs> listened to twice. Really enjoyed I those. I love you, love My Kind and, of Woman. And uh, Carly, thank you for being on Training Secrets. Yeah, thanks. Ding, ding, ding. We are closing in the bell with Bachelor in Paradise superstar, now country singer, touring Carly Waddell. Now she's on tour right now with Nick Carter. That is pretty cool. David, we have the Curious Canadian, the one and only with us. I am sure the brain was moving 100 miles an hour because we covered everything. We covered the wedding. We covered TV stuff. We covered the cost of the ring. We covered Lady Gaga from education to the beaches of paradise getting married and divorced mediation. We got it all. David Ardoin, what are you thinking, brother? I mean, I wasn't expecting Lady Gaga to come up in this episode. And that was one, it came up nice and early and it kind of had me hooked. And I was so interested to hear the perspective that Carly had on what I, I would say, what do you say, Jay? Lady Gaga, top five superstar in the world, maybe top 10? Definitely top 10. I mean, that one drove, drove me for a curveball. Her publicist was in the room, David, and he his jaw dropped. And after he's like, wait, I've been working you for this long. Like, I know all this stuff about you. I didn't even know that. My favorite part was she's like started saying her name like Lady Ga- Stephanie. Let's just call her Stephanie. <laughs> um, Did you know her name was Stephanie? I had no clue that her name is Stephanie. And it was just really Same. interesting to hear like, you know, the the little things that she wasn't a fan of, like her couldn't even eat her lunch in, in peace because Lady Gaga's just pl- hammering the keys, playing wicked, screaming at the top of their lungs. But probably a separator skill for her because that's just who she is. But it was funny to hear her say, like, what did she say? Wearing tight, tight leggings and boobs falling out everywhere. Like, just not how you picture the Lady Gaga that that we have. So good to know that there's a Stephanie behind the Lady Gaga. I thought that was really a really interesting trading secret that we heard from her. The behind the scenes of Stephanie. And what I think to me the biggest takeaway from that one was... I would assume that Lady Gaga was just a prodigy. I would assume she was a LeBron James, a Wayne Gretzky, a Tiger Woods. But at least from what we heard from Carly, like, of course, she was super talented. But it sounds as though she really stepped into development and took off at a level that she didn't expect. 100%. And it's funny because there's probably a hint of Carly that maybe she won't even admit that in the back of her head is like, I was better than her. I should have been Lady Gaga. That goes into it a little bit. Little, little, little singer competition in there. But nonetheless, Good to see her crushing it now in the music industry. But before the music industry, Jay, she's on TV. That's where she gets really noticed. And I know that you ask money questions sometimes, and you don't always know if you're going to get the answer to them. And when you asked her about the details of her wedding, were you expecting her to give you the flat out answer of how much they got paid? No. Straight up. No, I love it. (laughs) I didn't expect that. But I think it sounds right. Like, I wasn't, I'll say this, I wasn't blown away either way. Like, whoa, whoa. But like, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's I think that's newer news to the show. I don't think that we we've we've covered that before. So, but that sounds right. That number sounds right. Yeah, I mean, you did a lot of research, and I'm sure this would have came up. So the fact that you you got the answer, 25k each for the wedding plus the wedding paid for. Um, they're probably you know net net 200k that they're profiting from that, and putting that 25k in their own bank account. No split finances, no even knowledge of finances between these two, which gets your little book brain going there for what you're about to release. So I thought that was really interesting as well. It's always interesting information. That's the point of this podcast, right? Financial transparency. 100%. Now, some transparency into the process after the wedding, which was the divorce, in how they used mediators. I actually liked some insight on that. We've talked prenups on the show before. We've talked those type of things. We haven't had anyone really talk about using a mediator for divorce. 
Sounds like a much more civil way to go. As she said, sounds like a much cheaper way to go. Were you aware? Did you have knowledge of mediators in this process? Is that something that kind of was news to you as well? I've heard about mediators. You know, like, uh, quite frankly, just thinking about like what Caitlin and I would have done with the dogs. Uh, you know, a lot of people suggested like, just work through a mediator, come to an agreement, and you'll be good. And we, did, we didn't do that. But my point is, I've heard about mediators. And it was interesting to hear this take because it makes perfect sense, right? A mediator is there to solve the problem, hear from each party what they need and what they're willing to move on and find a solution. And while attorneys are great and serve amazing purpose in so many which ways, you know, those hourly rates, we've heard it, we've had a divorce attorney on, they can get aggressive and you know about the bills that come with this. And there's only a couple people winning in a divorce and it's the attorneys on both sides. So I am very pro mediator if you can avoid going to divorce attorneys. And all when we talk divorce, when you talk mediators, you're always talking about getting things, taking things, exchanging things of interest. So I found this really interesting and I was curious if I am always curious because I'm more of the a free thinker. You're more of the analytical thinker. She said that her approach to business and career has always been the no plan plan. And the no plan plan is clearly like just take it as it comes. As a business person, do you think that there's some strategy behind having a no plan plan? Or when you hear no plan plan with people, does that make your skin crawl? I'm not a no plan person. That's just not how I roll. But I have to say, and especially, I think my first introductory to this was with Caitlin. Caitlin's not a no plan person, and I couldn't understand it. And then I saw the success that she had with it and how it worked for her. And she was like the first person I came across that was like straight up, I have no plan, and, but I do have a plan, and I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to work for me. And it was ultra successful. And then I've since then been more aware and astute to it to like identify people that are like that. And weirdly enough, I have found a lot of people that are the no plan plan people have extreme success. So I'm not here judging the the no plan plan game. I'm here just saying like, interesting, like it works. I think this, you have to customize what works for you, I guess. Well, this is what I always thought about too, is if you have a five-year plan or a three-year plan, what if something comes up in those three years that could be super, super beneficial that could take you to a place that you're that the end of your three year plan it supersedes, but you don't take that on or you don't take advantage of that opportunity or that connection because you're so set in your three year plan. So I'm a, I'm a big no plan plan guy, as long as it's coupled up with what she said in her training secret: do something you love. I think if you do something you love and you have a no plan plan, then you're just absorbing every opportunity, connection, relationship that takes place. So. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on that. I'm not surprised you're not a no plan plan guy. I'm curious, people back home, Money Mafia, are you a plan plan person? And how does that impact your life? And I think this could be thought about in a few ways. Like, are you a plan plan person with your schedule? And are you a plan plan person with how you manifest like what is coming in two, three, five, ten 10 years from now? I do agree with you, David. Like if I say in five years from now, I want to be this, I'm also limiting myself to whatever the creativity or the jump of this is. Right. So I do agree with that. But you guys tell us back. Give us five stars in the reviews. Let us know. Are you a plan plan person? I'm, I'm curious. If you're looking to hire people, you probably want to hire plan plan people. I feel like no plan. plan oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is great. Right. Pros and cons to each. Last thing that I'm going to ask you, and this is just sometimes when I listen, I don't get to listen to them with you or listen to them live. So I don't get the chance to ask you these questions that I have off the cuff. And sometimes when pe- you ask people something or people say it, I'm like, what does Jay think? I'm curious. But she, she said that her biggest pet peeve are when people are not authentic. And 
has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about before. It's just one of those curiosities like, huh, I wonder what Jay would say if he if he was asked that question by her. Because sometimes, you know, you get to sit in the seat and put other people in the hot seats and it's just not fair. So I'm going to spin the tables. And I'm going to say to you, what is just out of curiosity, what is your biggest pet peeve about people? I'll give you two. Hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Mm-hmm. And then lies. When people lie behind the scenes and bring a different lie to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lies and hypocrisy. Those are good. Mine's probably when people aren't on time. No way. Seriously? A, oh. Oh. How are we friends? I don't How know. How are we friends? I, I am t- today, perfect example. <laughs> I'm never on time. I, you've never told. We're learning a lot about each other in this recap. I did Just not little, know that. Uh, little elbows. Little elbows. Okay. Well, noted. I'll be better at that. Was this a way of you telling me that? That's no. your number no. one pet peeve is people not being on time? Oh, you can ask Ashley, man. I've turned Ashley into like the person who you have to tell a different time for the event. I've turned her into like, you know, making sure oh that we're out the God. door five minutes early. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be better. Let me ask you this. Um, what should I give me some time management skills? What should I do to be on time more? Give me one tip. Oh, that is a, uh, that is a great one. What should you do to be on time more? Um, anything that you can do to prep ahead of time. Pick your clothes out before you have to actually go in your closet and figure out what you're going to wear. Um, understand what you need to do. Do you need to shave that day? You got to plan it out the, the morning before. I think little things like that, like what are you doing? What's your food plan for the day? Like know all that stuff um, ahead of time so that you're not having to think about and make those decisions in real time. That's okay. my advice. I think yeah. it's a really good one. That being said, if you guys have advice, give us your advice in the comments. Just go give us five stars in Apple Podcasts and give us your best review. Welcome. Every single recap, we give away something from the influencer closet. We have a giveaway right now. This review came in from Angel Jamie. Love listening to Jason's interviews and follow up with the Curious Canadian. I learned something from every episode. The one with Ramit Sethi helped me discover that I'm paying too much for my money management. 1% advisory fees plus 0.48% platform fee. Damn, that is wow. way too much. My input on that episode Realtors aren't lenders. It's the lender. If a buyer is getting a mortgage that discusses monthly payments with the client. In addition to that, property search platforms offer monthly payment calculators, which most people use. Don't be dissing realtors. We're here to help you reach your goals of selling, buying, and renting and investing. It's the lender. So that's a good review. Angel Jamie, please shoot us your address, tradingsecretsatchasonetardic.com. David, what else you got before we wrap? Nothing much. Carly from Lady Gaga to Bachelor in Paradise to touring with Nick Carter. I mean, talk about talk about some life experiences there. Loving it. I love it. Congrats to Carly on all of her detours and transitions and battles through adversity. Excited for what's next for Carly. Good luck on your tour, Carly. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Trading Secrets, one you couldn't afford to miss. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.